Travels with Charlie is paid for by Jolly Convenience Stores, Mill Travel American Express, and Casella Waste. The views and opinions expressed in Travels with Charlie do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Radio Vermont Group. We welcome listener feedback. Email your comments to WDEV at RadioVermont.com. Well, it's all about all the folks you meet. Sitting in a diner or out in the street. Catch up with the news. Get your point of view. I want to hear what unravels. I'll see you in my travel. And good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Travels with Charlie. I'm Charlie Papillo, your host here on WDEV, here with you uh, every other Monday and uh, always having a blast uh, doing this. Uh, really enjoy uh, doing this and, and glad that you're listening. And, of course, uh, thanks to uh, the sponsors of the program because this would not happen without the sponsors. So a quick shout-out to Casella Waste Systems, Casella.com, zero-sort recycling, you know, helping to keep it out of the landfill if if uh, any of you got uh, summer projects and you, you're cleaning out that basement, uh, you need a dumpster. Uh, so check it out. Uh, they can help you out. Casella.com. And when I'm on the road, I know where to stop to get uh, a hot cup of coffee, a sandwich, or an ice cold uh, drink and fill up my car and get that daily smile. Of course, uh, Jolly Convenience Stores, more than 40 of them in the area. You can't miss them. And if you're traveling, like I do, Milne Travel American Express, they've been doing that since 1975, milnetravel.com. I also want to mention my good friend Tom Frechette at Catamount North Custom Truck Caps, 65 Dorset Lane in Williston. If uh, you're a, uh, a contractor and you need uh, your truck outfitted, these are the guys that can do it. Uh, and, uh, you know, custom build, just tell them what you want. You need, uh, they'll make it for you. That's catamountnorthvt.com. Great program lined up for you today. Uh, coming up, the Champlain Valley Fair celebrating 100 years. Can you believe it? Jeff Bartley, marketing director. He wasn't there when it started of the Champlain Valley Fair and the Champlain Valley Expo. It's the 10 best days of summer. He's going to be joining me coming up with tickets to the fair and Photographer Stephen Meese will also be joining us. He has a book that he has compiled about 200 images of the Champlain Valley Fair. Images of America, Champlain Valley Fair. We've got some books to give away. Uh, and and uh, my first guest today, well, man, you know, following that old Charlie and Ernie tradition of uh, bringing the graft in for the host, and none other than from a Chittenden's Apple Cider Donuts, from Senator Tom Chittenden. Thanks for having me today, Charlie. Yes, you trained me well. I don't know if you remember this. Back in 2015, the first time I ever did a radio show was your show, and I was taught to bring graft or donuts every time appearing on a radio show. Well, you did it again, and good to see you, Tom. Uh, and you're welcome whether you bring the donuts or not, but, uh, you know, we're going to dig into those coming up shortly. Uh, congratulations on your primary win. Let me say that first. Thank you. Uh, it was a great race. Uh, I think uh, everybody that ran was, was looking to do the best for Vermont, so I appreciate all the voters that got out and voted. L- let me ask you, Tom, because you've served uh, one uh, one uh, term in the Senate uh, so far. Uh, what are you most proud of accomplishing in your first term? 
It's always a tough question. I'll say this. My first term, 75% of it was on Zoom. And every time I talked to people, they said it's so much better and more effective in person. So I'll be honest with the voters, and I have been throughout the campaign. I don't know if I was as effective being one of the only – there were only four new senators uh, for two years ago. This coming term, there will be 10 new senators at least. I could be a 30, of course, the way mm-hmm. it works. Um, so I will say this. Uh, I am proud of some very small things that I think I had a direct hand in. Uh, we uh, – uh, based on a constituent outreach regarding how VHEIP, the Vermont Higher Education Investment Program, uh, allows for certain expenses to come out of uh, those accounts, those monies put aside. I was able to uh, navigate a pretty difficult and small issue, but still align it with the new federal changes, which I think will benefit a lot of Vermonters that have put money aside for higher ed. So I'm, I'm proud of being able to learn how these systems work, understand more issues, and being able to affect change on smaller scales. I wouldn't take credit for some of the bigger things that the entire Senate and House, as well as the governor, accomplished. Uh, but I think I had a good hand and a good voice in a lot of those major topics. That had to be a real challenge, uh, trying to serve and doing it via Zoom. I, you know, we did. We, I've shot videos uh, for Travels with Charlie via Zoom, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, it just doesn't have the same feel as being there with all of your guests. Uh, in your case, with all of your. Uh, fellow legislators, and, you know, I've, I hear this so much from other legislators about the talk that goes on in the hallways, in the cafeteria. It just doesn't happen. Completely agree. So the last two months of this past uh, year of the session, I was in person, so I can reflect on the differences between the two. I would get so much done between the committee room and the restroom, in the hallways and different conversations, staying up to breast on different issues. On Zoom, I was in my living room, and as soon as we logged off, I, I maybe made some phone calls, but I was just um, out of the loop on a lot of different things. And so much communication is nonverbal. So sitting around a table, seeing the witnesses, understanding how the administration uh, and it, their representatives are there, as well as other senators, what they are picking up and what's uh, important to them. And having some of those informal conversations in the cafeteria is where a lot of the work gets done to build consensus on better changes. Senator Tom Chittenden, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. Questions or comments, you can join us on phone line at 244-1777 or 1-877-291-TALK. And we'll get get right to those calls uh, in a moment. Uh, um, Let's talk a little bit about uh, possible second term and, and what your hopes are, Tom. Great. If I'm successful in November, um, I'll say I, I, my priorities are what my constituents' priorities are, but uh, I have to have a better, more specific answer than that. And so I would say three things that uh, come to mind that I definitely offered to voters while during this past campaign, which are still consistent with today. Um, one, I want to see permit reform. I want to make it easier to build a house or a business in this great state of Vermont. I think we need to address our housing cri- uh, crisis as well as um, allow for greater opportunity for current and future generations to stay here, live here, work here, and thrive here. And that's at both the state level with reasonable Act 250 reform. I'm proud of some of the things that we got in S226 this time, but there's more to do. Uh, so I'm definitely there uh, uh, to see that's where we should focus in the state house. But it's not just the state legislation uh, or permits. It's the local permitting. There are things that the state can do to streamline how to invest uh, in our local communities. Uh, that can be done with what I'm proud of this 
past budget includes, uh, let's say, $600,000. I might be off on that number on uh, local bylaws modernization to, to help communities like Charlotte in my district and Shelburne um, upgrade and update their, their rules for development and maybe apply some greater consistency. So it's that uncertainty and inconsistencies across these imaginary boundaries drawn 100 years ago that cost money, time, and uh, spend more money in with engineering, lawyers, and legal fees than they do in building houses or commercial infrastructure or opportunity or greater quality of life infrastructure like public roads and bike paths. So permit reform, I can keep going. I want to get into that uh, a little bit uh, later on. Uh, Certainly that is a very important uh, step in in trying to you know, get more businesses to Vermont, they get more families to come to Vermont. But I, I just would like to touch on uh, and, and feel you out if you have any frustration with partisanship. You know, on the outside, I look in and I see that, eh, man, it just seems like it's difficult to get things done. Uh, there is a degree of partisanship on both sides, obviously, Republicans and Democrats. And then you've got a, you know, a progressive leg that's in there. So just if, if you could just comment on that, if you would, please. I, I, I would say this outside the state house, just living my life uh, prior to getting involved in state politics, I would observe the similar that there is a lot of partisanship because that's what percolates to the top. That's what gets covered by the news. That's what gets covered by Vermont Digger on those really contentious issues that lots of people care about. And usually, many times, those fall along party lines. But I would say 95% of what we did, what I did in my first term, was consensus. There was uh, us just trying to do right for the state, for Vermont. And the fact that there might be an R, a P, or a D after somebody's name was an not even an afterthought, but not even a consideration, at least in my approach and in the approach that I saw many others take. But when those big issues, those issues that I know many people care about, many times it does seem like we operate in a hyper-partisan manner. I just didn't experience on the vast mm-hmm. majority of conversations that we had. Senator Tom Chittenden, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. Uh, Tom, you describe yourself as a moderate Democrat. That seems to be kind of a, um, you're in the minority now. Um, it's a dying breed. Uh, we, the state seems to be going more and more progressive. Your like thoughts? To, I like to say I'm an extreme moderate. Um, I think we uh, need to govern from the middle. Uh, that's where I think Phil Scott is, and you can see how strongly he's supported by both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans. I think we get more done when we come to a place where we want to find consensus across different perspectives and make sure everybody's heard. I fault the two-party system in these primaries and creating the bringing forward to the public to choose between two of the loudest voices on the opposite ends of the extreme. I think there are better ways. Um, I don't know all the specifics on how to get there, and if I did, I'd probably be more successful than I am today. Uh, but I do uh, have a lot of concerns with um, hyper-partisanship that you spoke to and how the two-party system more nationally is, is fostering that. Here in Vermont, you're right, uh, a moderate Democrat, or at least that's what I um, espouse to be. I know uh, many uh, <laughs> critics might argue that I'm not moderate enough on certain topics, um, but I'm just trying to serve the, the constituents that live in my district and to do what right by and well for the great state of Vermont. Well, as you know, uh, Lieutenant Governor, uh, former Lieutenant Governor David Zuckerman, he won uh, his primary and uh, will be running again for Lieutenant Governor uh, as a progressive. And, you know, one has to think, is that a stepping stone for the governorship? And, you know, what's beyond that? What's beyond a Phil Scott as governor and the next governor, not making any predictions here. I'm not good at predictions, but 
a, a progressive governor in the state of Vermont? I think it's very possible. It certainly is possible with um, a variety of different fields. And I want to be careful to not cast any stones. Um, so what I'd say is to my good friends in the Republican Party, um, I, I would argue that um, there, there is something that could be uh, benefited to the dialogue and the discussions um, uh, if we – See, I'm, I'm going to get myself in trouble. <laughs> well, don't, don't do that. Right. Um, <laughs> Have a donut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Phil Scott, and Phil Scott is my type of Republican, and I would hope that the Republicans in Vermont uh, championed him more and saw him as a path to lead uh, and so that we would have healthier, um, structured, well discussions. Not saying nothing against other Republicans that disagree with Phil Scott. I just think Phil Scott is the type of Republican that you want in office uh, because he uh, he has the, the right approach and the right priorities for the state. I don't know if that answers your question, Charlie, and I've already gotten myself in trouble on that one. Well, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a you've got a whole uh, campaign season to get yourself in trouble. Uh, Tom Chittenden, my guest, Senator Tom Chittenden, yeah. my guest on Travels with Charlie, 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Questions or comments, if you want to speak with uh, the good senator. And uh, Mike from Milton would like to talk with you. Mike, good afternoon. Welcome to Travels with Charlie. With Senator Tom Chittenden. Yes, Senator. I'd like to ask why no one has brought up the idea of putting a casino in the state of Vermont when every state that surrounds us has them and they drive through our state. They don't buy a gallon of gas, they don't even get a sandwich. But they travel from every state to go to another state to gamble. And if you go to these gambling joints, you'll see more Vermont cars there than you will anywhere else. Mike, thanks for your call this afternoon. I'll uh, give that uh, to Tom. So I would argue that uh, many of the communities that you see casinos in, that was a local decision or it was a decision that reflected the values of the voters of the time. Uh, I grew up in Vermont. Uh, I don't see Vermonters wanting to see an Atlantic City casino type environment. And I don't know if I do either. Um, I, I will say this. I, I think gambling is uh, not a, a terrible sin and we allow it with lottery tickets. And I was supportive of Governor Scott's advocacy to allow for online sport, online sports banking, uh, booking uh, to provide an additional revenue stream to uh, feed our kids for universal meals or to our ed, to our ed fund. So I'm not opposed to conversations around gambling. Um, I would say online sports betting, it makes a lot of sense because that's not physical spaces uh, where people go and congregate and uh, has some of those neg- uh, some of those perceivable negative social consequences, uh, but it does allow for and recognize that people are going to bet on sports and it allows the state to capture some revenue stream from it. So to your answer, um, I, I don't know if everybody had casinos, then uh, it wouldn't really be unique. To, and I think Vermont is positioning itself as a very green environmental and um, refu- uh, a place for people to go and take in the great outdoors. And I don't know if casinos fit with that uh, value priority. All right, Mike, thanks for your call uh, this afternoon. We'll take more calls with Senator Tom Chittenden in just a moment. Uh, before we break, I want to tell you about Catamount North Custom Truck Cap, 65 Dorset Lane in Williston. My friend Tom Frechette, CatamountNorthVT.com. He's been doing it for over 35 years. Started 
off in Bennington. He's now in Williston. If you want a truck cap, a tonneau cover, or a commercial cap, uh, racks for ladders, opening side compartments. If you're a, uh, a plumber, electrician, uh, carpenter, these guys can help you. Custom builds. Just tell them what you need. They'll make it for you. Ranger design van interiors. They've got those slide out shelves and more. Just makes it so easy. Catamount North, the truck cap retailer of choice, giving back to the community too. Proud sponsors of Toys for Kids, Wounded Warrior Project, and others. That's why I support them. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 5, Saturdays from 8 to 2. They're closed on Sunday. They're on Facebook and Instagram. You'll see thousands of satisfied customers. CatamountNorthVT.com, 65 Dorset Lane in Williston. All right, coming up, more with Senator Tom Chittenden right after the break right here on WDEV. Whether you're traveling for a vacation, planning a business trip, or have a global company looking for a strong Vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management, Milne Travel is a trusted local partner, and they've been one since 1975. Milne Travel is one of the top travel companies based in New England. Featuring educational tours, vacation travel, or corporate solutions, let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you guaranteed. We're all getting ready to travel again. Save time and money on your next trip. Go to www.millnetravel.com All right, I'm supposed to guess the uh, the musical cues as we come back from the break. I'm going to give that one to you, Thomas. Pipe that music up just a little bit, uh, Stephen, so we can hear it. Uptown Girl? Yes! I don't know who sings it. Billy Joel! Billy Joel, I should know. Yeah, I should have bet you on that. Yeah. Uh, hey! <laughs> so, um, interesting. Uh, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie Senator Tom Chittenden, 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Mike from Milton called and then said, you know, why don't we have gambling casinos here in the state of Vermont? So during the break, Thomas and I are discussing it, and, you know, you asked me, and I've been upfront about this before on my morning show. I used to always talk about Let's bring casinos to Vermont. Uh, you know, people are leaving the state, and and we we we'd bring more people in here. We're a, we are a tourism state. It's a beautiful place to come and gamble and ski. And any f- further thoughts? Yeah, I'd add this. So the Charlotte Heinsberg Shelburne um, Rotary just recently had a casino night. It was uh, two Sundays ago, and I went, and it was a great experience. Uh, not a lot of people showed up, but uh, it was uh, for good causes. But there was an outfit there that actually brought the equipment, and they used to operate at Broad Acres, but I guess the state law changed two or three, I don't know, two or three decades ago. And so they, they can't actually have any type of gambling at all, even for good causes for single events. I, I don't uh, subscribe to that same hard uh, hard and fast rule, but I, I would just say when you're talking with voters, and that's important, it's important to set expectations. And I, I as one voter, wouldn't want Atlantic City um, in the great state of Vermont, yeah. uh, but I don't think gambling is a sin and it's not a terrible thing. It's a can be done and can be embraced or, or used in different ways, especially when it comes to funding and uh, uh, it's uh, the, the education fund as well as other services. So I'm not opposed to looking at ways to allow for gambling in the great state of Vermont. All right. Uh, t- Tom, you've served on transportation and education, two very important committees. Vermont continues to be known for high property taxes. In fact, mine were due today. And I looked at the portion of education tax versus the portion of municipal, and the education tax is more than two times what the municipal tax is. So do you ever see us reducing that burden or at least stabilizing it 
I know your wife is a teacher, so you're certainly involved in this. I do. And the discussions at the uh, Senate Education, which were very important discussions on multiple fronts, but one thing that you might have seen news articles about was a, a tweak of the weighting formula. So basically the assessment of how uh, how much each community owes based on the, the character, uh, the measurable character of the kids. That's important work, and I supported it. But throughout the entire process, I kept raising the one concern I have, and that if I'm lucky enough to go back and if I serve on Senate Ed or even if I just serve in the Senate, we didn't spend enough time looking at cost control. We were just talking about how to fairly allocate the expenses to each of the communities based on their student population. I would argue, as one voice, um, to, that for, we need, for us to spend more of our lens, more of our limited amount of time in looking at how to create control the costs that each of their individual districts are spending. Because right now they're making these local decisions, which is great. But we, since we have a state obligation to provide equitable educational access, I think we equally have uh, make, to make sure that no district is spending an enormous amount of money in the wrong areas, not producing the outcomes that we need. So I want to look more at costs. We've got this push for electric vehicles. That's happening nationwide, not just here in Vermont. When will we address the way that EVs, electric vehicles, will be paying for roads like we do if you, you know, fill up your car with gasoline today, you, you pay the fuel tax, and if you plug it in, you're not paying your fair share, which we hear so much about the fair share. They're not paying their fair share for the roads that they're driving on. That needs to be addressed and addressed soon, I would argue. Completely agree. And that came up multiple times. The prevailing thinking is that, and this is what uh, the administration presented to us as well as other experts, that we need a 15% market adoption rate of electric vehicles before we want to start taxing at the electric pump. I believe we were last at like 2 or 3%. So we got a ways to go. We, yeah, but we're accelerating them. So yeah. I would argue um, that this coming session, that needs to take higher priority. Uh, but the, the capabilities and the techniques, and we also want to stay in step with what we're doing nationwide. We want some consistency with what's happening in New York and Maine. So we're watching in the testimony. I know that the VTrans is watching close, the Vermont Department of Transportation is watching closely to what our neighboring states as well as what federal legislation will allow. But I agree. We need to uh, pay for these roads. Uh, even electric cars need a plowed and safe roadway. 244-1777 or one 877 Senator Tom Chittenden, my guest on Travels with Charlie. We're wrapping up here. If you have a question or a comment, I urge you to, to get in right away. We've got the Jeff Bartley coming up right after our news break. And uh, Jeff, will he's with the Champlain Valley Fair. He's got some tickets to give away. So we'll be talking with uh, Jeff coming up shortly. Tom, you state that you understand the intersection of business and the community, and that as a senator, you can bring that expertise to Montpelier to drive more growth and opportunity for our families Vermont has a reputation of being anti-big business. That's in my opinion. I know you mentioned, uh, you know, Act 250, but, you know, just coming coming to mind, uh, Beta Technologies in South Burlington, which you're very familiar with, they just had some hurdles that they had to go through uh, to, to expand. Walmart is another example. You know, the permitting process here in, in the state, Act 250, you, you touched on that. Let's talk a little bit more about that. So that's one of the main reasons why I got involved in politics. So I'm also currently on the South Burlington City Council, and I've been on I'm in my third term right now. As I heard too many voices in the halls of power, too many voices uh, around in the newspaper, uh, treating business as a part from society and not as a critical part of society. Um, business increases the quality of life. It attracts investment, and it, it makes it easier for us to pay for the services and to upgrade our infrastructure with better environmental benefits and also better um, access to resources. Uh, so I 
I uh, see permit reform as I talk to business leaders uh, as to how to help address that as one of the key issues. We need to make it easier with greater clarity, less uncertainty for people to invest millions or billions of dollars in the great state of Vermont. You brought up beta technologies. I am so excited about beta. Beta is a a high-profile institution with the ear of the governor, and they were struggling. They were really having a lot of difficulty with local regulations to the point where they had to start questioning, does Burlington, Vermont really want us to build electric planes here to create great jobs for the next few generations. That is just emblematic of the problem in Vermont. And those are the types of industries that we want here in this state. We're talking, you know, a clean industry. And my concern in that discussion is uh, Beta was able to navigate it, and I believe that they are successfully building, and I'm glad that they navigated the permit process. But there are so many businesses that don't have Beta's profile that hit these same snags, and they give up. They move elsewhere. They just choose Vermont as being too uncertain, too risky, and too expensive. And so that's where, as uh, people ask me why I ran, I want to make it easier to build and grow a business or a house in the great state of Vermont. Matt from Essex joining us on Travels with Charlie with Senator Tom Chittenden. Matt, uh, good afternoon. Welcome to the the show. What's your question for uh, for Tom? Yeah, good afternoon, Senator. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you for coming on. You sound very level-headed. You certainly sound like a moderate Democrat and certainly could use a few more like that. And, uh, thanks for reaching across the aisle and working for the state of Vermont. Thank you, sir. So, so my question is, uh, there's a lot of older folks in Vermont looking to retire, and the tax rate is really outrageous for that group of people. What, if any, plans are there to actually reduce the tax rate, maybe reduce some of the social programs or pet programs, and just cut the folks in the state of Vermont a break? I would say three things. If you want to lower the tax burden on individuals, you can do it one, uh, well, two ways. One, you can cut your spending, and two, you can also grow the economy, and that's where I always focus on growth. I definitely agree that we can cut spending just to reducing the tax burden, and I have one person, one senator, that spoke up heavily to stop taxing military benefits. We are driving good people from this state that want to spend their years here investing and growing our Vermont economy, um, but they are just motivated financially to move over to New Hampshire, similarly with Social Security taxes, and so I'm glad that we made a couple of tweaks around the edges, but we need to do more, but part of that comes back to my previous monitoring about housing and permit reform. We need to make it easier for people to build houses so they can stay here because there's just not enough houses right now to attract it and keep current generation view, uh, generations and so on. Thanks for your call, Matt. Vermont's workforce, let's touch on that, uh, Tom. For years, we've heard about raising the minimum wage. Uh, you know, Bernie Sanders started that push, you know, $15 an hour minimum wage. Most businesses are already doing that now, and the government didn't have to come in and say, Here's the the minimum wage. Although you know federally, there's that does need to be to be tweaked. Uh, but we're seeing that that uh, corporations are doing what they need to do to attract people. They've actually raised the minimum wage. But still, how many businesses do you know? And I know multiple ones, especially in the restaurant industry, that they say, well, we're only open five days a week now. We're not doing breakfast. We're only doing lunch and dinner. We're only doing dinner because they can't find the help. What's going on? 
So that's a loaded question, and if I knew the answer too, I think I'd be more successful than this. But I'll say that it took me about 10 years of my working life to realize that it is more than pay that motivates me and that I've seen in this pandemic that many employers have realized that to keep good employees, it's not always the pay. In fact, many times it's the flexibility. It has to do with if they can choose when they start. It has to do with location, whether or not they can work from home. It has to do with whether or not they have uh, public transportation to and from work or if they have to work late shifts or if they can take a week off or how flexible and accommodating they'll be if their kid can't make it to work. So my, my point to you, Charlie, is that it's not just about pay, and so right. we need to look. And I think the pandemic has made many businesses across the spectrum, small, medium, and large, realize that there are other ways to attract and retain talent than just paying additional. But pay is good, too. We all, you know. And some of that does tie into, you know, we touched on uh, permit uh, reform, which would bring down the cost of housing. That's another area. You talk with business owners, and they'll say, I just uh, had a candidate here. We offered him a job. He looked at it. He said, great. When do I start? And then he went out and looked for a house. And he said, you know what? You're not paying me enough. I can't afford to live here. I hear that story all the time. So in the city of South Burlington, we've attracted candidates for a couple of positions. We offered it to them. They accepted only to decline or retract that acceptance two weeks later after they started looking for a home. It is too hard and there are not, is not enough, too hard to build a house and there's not enough housing in the state. Tom, let me ask you, Tom Chittenden, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie, I'm always interested, somebody that chooses to be in the politics like yourself, what drives you, but also you know, go a little bit deeper because you describe yourself uh, that you were a community volunteer since grade school. I'm interested to find out what it was. Were you a crossing guard? You served as a volunteer firefighter, member of the South Burlington Rotary, South Burlington City Council. And how much of this is genetic? You know, with that name Chittenden, the first governor of the state of Vermont, is that he was your great 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 uncle? Is that is that what it was? So uh, seven greats uncle uh, Bethul, the brother of Thomas Chittenden, the first governor. But I always joke that I'm glad my parents didn't call me Bethul. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that's my lineage. Um, and what I love about being a Chittenden in Vermont is people know how to pronounce it. Elsewhere in the country, it gets mispronounced in the worst kind of ways. Yeah, I have was raised to give back to my community uh, for all those reasons. I was the key club president back in high school, and I was an RA in college, and I worked on multiple presidential campaigns, Howard Dean's campaign. What'd you do in grade school? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have to go. Back back. I think I was a hall, hall, hall monitor. I had the little badge and everything. Um, my uncle was a state legislator. He was a rep and he was also on the South Burlington City Council. And my father did run for office a couple of times. And um, so it's, yeah, it's in the Chittenden blood in Vermont. Um, but again, if the voters, um, I'm always looking to, uh, what I like about this position is the voters get to weigh in on a regular basis to tell me whether or not I should keep doing it. So I appreciate the voters coming out to do so. Would you like to be governor someday? It's got a nice ring to it. Governor Tom Chittenden. I think we've had one of those a couple yeah. of times. Um, so I don't know if I have the fortitude or the eloquence. I think Governor Scott's doing a fine job, and uh, I think that he's got another 10, 20 years left in him. So we'll, we'll see how long the Scott train goes. Wow. 10 or 20 years. <laughs> Are you a betting person? Well, we found out you're not. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> one final question before you go, and I thank you for joining me here today on Travels with Charlie and joining me in studio and, of course, for the Chittenden Apple Cider Donuts. Do you think that the legislative session is too long? And I ask that question because we've seen a number of legislators that have decided to retire. Um, and it it's, seems like it, it's, you know, who do you get to replace these uh, these uh, legislators? It's a commitment to be in Montpelier. The average person can't leave their full-time job. Maybe it needs to pay more. What are your thoughts on that? 
There's no one right answer, and I couldn't do this if Senator Baruth, Representative Pugh, Representative Colburn hadn't already blazed the trail at my employer, the University of Vermont. So UVM is uh, accommodating because they understand the importance of service, and so uh, I am able to do this because of the 15 years I have at the University of Vermont to establish myself. Uh, but it is next to impossible for somebody trying to raise a family uh, to serve in the legislature. I would see there are, uh, as much as I said, Zoom has its issues and uh, there are problems with Zoom. Yeah. There are some benefits to remote connections and remote meetings. And what I am advocating for, uh, especially if given another term, I'd like to take some of the more regular, some of the less controversial, some of the budgeting processes and some of the testimony on issues from the legislature out of the legislative session and have virtual forums throughout the year and figure out the pay and so on, but not officially be in session, but pull some of that regular work out so that during the session we have more time to focus on the issues that demand it. Um, so I'm open to having an expanded session uh, only in that allowing for remote connection, remote meetings and remote um, collections of minds to get to issues so that it greases the runway, so to speak, for when we arrive there in January. Could talk more, but we've got a break. We've got uh, Jeff Bartley from the Champlain Valley Fair joining us coming up straight ahead. Tom Chittenden. Tom, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for the uh, the apple cider donut, certainly Chittenden's apple cider donuts. Uh, website, uh, if people want to find out more about you and, and help with your campaign, and then good luck to you on your campaign, Tom. ThomasChittenden.com. I'm also at Thomas.Chittenden uh, at gmail.com uh, gmail is my email address. I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out. All right. Thanks for joining me. Good to see you again, and we'll have you back, I'm, I'm sure. Thanks for having me, Charlie. All right. Up next, it's the 10 best days of summer. Jeff Bartley, marketing director of the Champlain Valley Fair, joins me straight ahead right here on WDEV. When I'm on the road, I don't have to look very far for a place to fill my gas tank or my belly. Jolly Convenience Stores, with over 40 locations to choose from, makes it easy. Fuel for your car, fresh-made sandwiches, soft drinks, hot coffee, pastries, friendly service, and even creamies. Jolly Convenience Stores supports your community by sponsoring events, veteran organizations, and more. That's why I support them, and you should too. Stop in today. Jolly Convenience Stores, home of the Daily Smile. Oh, this one's too easy. I'm gonna, Jeff, I'm going to let you go. Bring, bring the music up, Stephen, if you would. See if we try to do a stump, stump, the, stump, stump. the guest. <laughs> Come on. I know the song. You're <laughs> young <laughs> enough. <laughs> Is that one? Aha, uh-huh. Take On Me. Take On Me. Okay, uh, one of the great songs. Of I was afraid 80s. I was about to get Rick rolled. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bartley, my guest here on Travels with Charlie. Uh, welcome back. It's the 100th year of the fair, the Champlain Valley Expo, August 26th through September 4th. And Jeff is in studio with me today. We've got uh, tickets to give away, along with a parking voucher. These are four packs, and we'll do that at 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Lines will light right up, but everybody just hang on. We'll give those away in just a moment because we got a lot of ground to cover. Stephen Meese is going to be joining us coming up uh, in just a moment as well. Uh, Stephen has a, a book out called... Images of America, Champlain Valley Fair. There's like 200 pictures in here, and I'm looking to see if there's anybody, you know, 100 years ago. He tried putting you in, and I well, asked that one pretty quickly when I Not in it. there. Not <laughs> in there. You probably would have seen me at uh, the pig in the, pig in the, pig in the blanket uh, booth. I think that was the one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, just mustard on mine, please. <laughs> um, 
so let's talk about some of the uh, some of the things happening. Sixty food vendors, mm-hmm. forty rides, Vermont agriculture. A lot of new things this year. Some that I'm very excited about and want to find out more about. Margarita bar. Okay, you know I get that. Deep fried hot dogs and a pickle. You gotta explain that. Yeah, Jeff. it's called the Dilly Dog, and uh, we're seeing this uh, this item making a circuit around the, the fairs across America, and uh, essentially take a very large pickle, hollow it out, slide a hot dog inside <laughs> it, surround it with some beer batter, and toss it in the deep fryer. Oh, what don't you like about that? It's going to sell like hotcakes. Now, have you tried one yet? I have not, but the vendor's coming in this week, and I've told him I want first dibs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's going to be glass blowing demos yep. and a daily BMX show. That's new. That is new. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to bring back the petting zoo this year that we normally have right by the McKenzie Racing Pigs. Uh, so we're bringing in a BMX uh, show. Um, a lot of uh, you know bicyclists jumping and doing flips in the air, things that I hope my son does not pick up. And of course, uh, that is right across the street from what was last year's most popular attraction, and that was our uh, our puppies. We had uh, some uh, some trail puppies there uh, uh, yeah. that everybody was asking for. So it's kind of going to be the fun zone of the fair. So uh, celebrating the 100th year, and of course, 100 years ago, yeah, uh, there wasn't a you know a, a person such as a Jeff Bartley that was telling people to. Make sure you download the app. Download the app. That's right. <laughs> and also, you know, we uh, we've been on sale for tickets since November, um, and today. At midnight, um, our pre-sale uh, general admission discounted tickets uh, are no longer available. So you got to go online, go to ChamplainValleyFair.org, or download the app and buy it through the app. Your discounted uh, fare admission and ride bracelets uh, through the end of today. I got to tell you, Jeff, I am honored. Uh, you brought me one of the 100th Champlain Valley Fairs commemorative coins, That's and you right. told me there are only 500 of these. There's only 500 of those, so we're giving those to uh, you know friends of the fair. Um, any extras that are going to be left over, they will be on sale in our home craft, but there are only about 500 of them. Um, and, and it's a great commemorative point. Point Our uh, graphic designer made a nice logo for the 100th fair that really highlights the entire you know history uh, from agriculture to you know when we uh, redid our, our front gates um, up on Pearl Street and Route 15. Yep. Um, and then the colors this year of the fair are the Champlain Valley Expositions. Uh, colors because it's not just the hundredth fair; it's also the hundredth anniversary of the organization. Right, two four four seventeen seventy seven or one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. We'll hook you up with a four pack of tickets uh, along with a parking voucher to the Champlain Valley Fair. Opens at three on Friday the twenty sixth, and um, well, you've got a fourteen star brewing company, which who I'm very familiar with, has a a. CVE Century Ale. That's right. We nice. are very excited about this. Uh, we've been partnering with Ryan Chafin, who used to be a Farrell, is now with 14 Stars, a huge friend of the fair. And I called him up on a Monday and said, hey, can you swing by my office? We got this idea, and uh, we want to have a beer just for the 100th fair. And our proceeds of every pint sold uh, will be donated to an agricultural nonprofit um, in the Chittenden County area. Um, and Farrell Distributing has agreed to uh, cover half of those as well. Uh, so we're, we're excited about it. It is a golden ale. Um, it's very crisp, clean. I've had it. Uh, we brought it to the office last uh, Friday. I waited till the end of the day just to make sure the boss was okay with it. Um, and we sampled it, and a 10 out of 10 would recommend. Nice. Very good. So, so kind of reminiscent of uh, an ale that might have been around 100 years ago? It, it is, and it's it's an easy drink. Um, it's uh, you know lower alcohol content, so you can have a couple of them. Uh, and they'll be available in Halverson's Tavern, um, which is right by Steakhouse Road, right in the middle of all the food. 
Uh, also, uh, some new entertainment, a, a yo-yo show. We mentioned the BMX. Uh, cooking demos will be happening. The Mackenzie Racing Pigs, they are back. They are always. They are a big hit. And some sad news. Yes. Uh, Hypnotist Steve Boehner, who, man, how long has Steve been performing at the Champlain Valley Fair? I have not been able to get a solid answer on that, but we're talking decades. Yeah. And he has been a longtime friend of the fair. He loves the Champlain Valley Fair. Um, and not only is this his last Champlain Valley Fair, it's his last fair ever. Um, and he wanted to make sure he was here for the 100th. Um, and so he doesn't know it yet, but we, we're going to have a nice little surprise for him the second weekend um, to make sure that he's always remembered. Uh, but Steve Boehner, I mean, we there was one year before my time where they moved the stage and his presentation and yeah. you would have thought the whole fair was shutting down. Oh yeah. Like where is yeah. Steve Boehner? People loved him and and, and as you mentioned it, it's decades that he's been there and uh, you've named a, a stage after him, haven't you? We're, we're going to officially name a stage after him and I hope hopefully he's not listening oh, okay. right now. But, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> we weren't we weren't supposed to breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> Put it on Twitter. Uh, no and, and you know we're excited to do that. We have um, you know some fun gifts for him um, and really want to just make sure that he he goes out into retirement with a, a solid solid start. Fantastic. Uh, the North Country Federal Credit Union Grandstand shows just some big names. Uh, let's go right down the list here. Scotty McCreary. Scotty McCreary, yeah. He kicks it off our country music show. Uh, he won American's Idol a few years ago. Um, and he's here with Dylan Scott. And, you know, we're excited for both of them because you ask people on the streets, like, who are you more excited to see? It's 50-50. You know, Dylan Scott's got a couple hot songs out. So does Scotty McCreary. So it's going to be a good night. And then the next night, which is I'm, I'm expecting to see you in the pit, um, is our rapper and R&B artist <laughs> Nelly. Oh, yeah. Nelly will be coming. Um, and that's actually our top-selling concert so far the pit is sold out um, and so there's still great seats available on the floor uh, so make sure you, you, you get them um, because they are going quickly but it's going to be a great great night we have the monster truck show yep. at 4 o'clock the next day and then Monday uh, local legend you you will see me there for this, this one. one absolutely I, I absolutely. Like would, yeah. I've got friends in the band of course uh, Jesse Agin that's right uh, playing the part of Freddie Mercury oh, I, I missed him up in St. Albans I but did but I've seen video yeah he's it's fabulous. amazing yes uh, in fact I had him on the program uh, just prior to that and uh, you know he grew the mustache he got the ears pierced he's in costume Andre McCara of course uh, yeah. the part of uh, of Brian May a great guitarist this is going to be an unbelievable show. It's going to be a great show. And, um, you know, one thing about the, uh, with him as well is uh, he's, uh, I don't know if you call it a manager of sorts. Um, her name's Lauren, and she's out of St. Albans. And uh, she approached us last year, um, and she had a big role in making sure we had a grandstand. She helped us find all the the, uh, the tribute bands that we had last year. Um, and I know she's involved with them and helping promote. So we're excited to work for her. And she's also helped book uh, the Tuesday show, which is the ACDC, Dirty Deeds yeah. tribute band. And uh, I, I was given the option of which one did I so I had to bring in the uh, the ACDC little little metal to to get things going nice stuff nice stuff Jeff Bartley my guest uh, this afternoon on travels with Charlie Champlain Valley Fair we're talking with him about that and we've got tickets to give away if you'd like them uh, just call right now at 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255 you've got figure eight auto racing a uh, demolition derby the Dropkick Murphys. Oh, I am so – my son, my seven-year-old son is excited for this concert. Um, and I know we are, we're on a uh, radio station right now that's pretty friendly to the Red Sox. So, um, you know, they might enjoy you know, the nostalgia <laughs> from the yes. 2004. It pains me to talk about. Um, and then the next night, um, we have the Doken Lynch reunion tour. And uh, Warren and Jack Russell's great right will uh, be joining us. And then we're looking forward to closing the fair with some laughs with uh, the French Willoquist Jeff 
Dunham. Yeah, and Jeff's been uh, to the fair uh, multiple times. Yeah, this is his third time. Always does really well. Always has uh, some new tricks up his sleeve and uh, some new characters to bring out. So I'm looking forward to uh, a little jalapeno on the stick. Yeah, well, let's give away some tickets. And uh, Stephen's going to be joining us here in just a moment. Let's uh, go right to the phone lines. And uh, you are next on Travels with Charlie. Good afternoon. Who's this? Yellow, you're right there. Lines are blinking. No, we don't have them. Okay, we got uh, multiple lines blinking here, but uh, not ready to come on. I want you to talk before Stephen joins us about a new policy uh, regarding bags, containers, yeah. and coolers. This is very important, Jeff. This is this is important, and it was not a decision that was made lightly. We've worked with our Essex Police Department, our security teams. We've talked to the industry um, leaders and other fairs, um, and we have decided to go with a no-bag policy. You're still allowed to bring in a small purse or a clutch. If you have a diaper bag, obviously that will be let in, or, or um, any, a medical bag. Um, but if you want to bring, you know, any sunscreen, um, you know, bug spray, anything like that, it's got to be in a 12 by 12 by 12 clear plastic bag. Uh, all bags are going to be subject to search. Um, but, you know, we're we're getting in line with the industry trends. You can't go to a Red Sox or Yankee game yeah. or even uh, Gutterson um, without this policy. And people ask where you can buy the bags. Um, Walmart, you know, big lots, Amazon, they all have them for, for cheap. Um, and stadiums, theaters, um, event venues across the country, this is becoming the norm. Um, so you know, make sure you get a good one so you can, uh, you know, last at multiple events in multiple years. We're talking about the 10 best days of summer. Did you come up with that? I did not. And, no? you know, I write all the commercials and the TV ads, yeah. and I start listening to it over and over again in May. I want to change it. So I won't. I won't. But I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh no. I'm in May. It's stuck in my head. But, no, we're excited. We're 11 days away, um, you know, and it's, it's going yeah. to be a really good time. And, of course, uh, 11 days away from, from watching Jeff on any of the local TV stations <laughs> as um, he, he's urged to, to get on one of the rides and yeah. – Let's watch him spin around. And it's a great look. With maybe you can have the you know the deep fried uh, dill pickle uh, hot dog before you go on. Yeah, one that, of these. That, that'll help. They had me yeah. live on Fox Forty Four with the uh, <laughs> Ring of Fire, and I'm I'm holding the camera out, and we're doing loops, and I'm doing everything I can to keep it uh, PG rated. Yeah, that was the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, I know we're attempting to get uh, Stephen Meese uh, on with us. Uh, if not, we'll talk about the book, Absolutely. Uh, Images of America, Champlain Valley Fair. There's lots of great pictures in there. We want to touch on that, uh, certainly. And we've still got the tickets to give away to the Champlain Valley Fair. So we'll take a break, and we'll be right back on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. The resource management industry is a complex, integrated system that many people and communities take for granted. Trash, recycling, compost, we're all familiar with the terms, but maybe not the truths behind the waste industry. Want to learn more? Beyond the Bin is a podcast by Casella, which shines a light on what really happens to our waste and recycling. If you're interested in environmental sustainability and renewable resources, then check out this podcast. You'll learn about waste and recycling, meet members of the Casella team, and one episode even deals with beekeeping. Check it out online at www.casella.com forward slash beyond the bin. 
Billy Joel Day here on uh, Travels with Charlie. Another Billy Joel bumper music for you. Jeff Bartley, my guest on Travels with Charlie. We're talking about the Champlain Valley Fair. Stephen Meese is joining us on phone line. And I apologize. We did have uh, callers uh, to win tickets. And we're going to get them back on with us here in just a moment. Sounds uh, great. So we can talk with them. But I want to welcome Stephen Meese to Travels with Charlie. Images of America, Champlain Valley Fair. Stephen Meese, photographer. Stephen, good afternoon. Welcome to Travels with Charlie. Good afternoon. Happy to be here. Well, uh, so wonderful to have you here. Now, now you got to tell us quickly about uh, this book, and there's over 200 photographs in here. Where did you find all of them? And, of course, you have little comments that you write about uh, all of them as well. Well, uh, I worked at the expo for four years, and I, uh, you know, I've been taking photos since, you know, forever, it seems like. But, you know, a lot of these photos are in a closet at the Expo uh, Administration Office. And, uh, you know, it was a matter of going through them and finding some of the ones that uh, um, people haven't seen. And, you know, sort of going out in the community a little bit, too, and looking for them at, like, the UVM Special Collections and, you know, some you know, community members who had some great shots. So, Stephen, what is the oldest uh, photograph that you have in here? How, does it go all the way back to 100 years ago? Um, I found I found a couple photos. Well, that go back probably to 1923, um, and unfortunately, a couple of those were not high enough resolution to include in the book. But it kind of shows the grandstand standing at the original grandstand standing out in the field with nothing else around it. So it was, it was a fascinating picture to see that. Mike from Milton is joining us on phone line. Mike, you're a winner of a four pack and a parking voucher to go to the Champlain Valley Fair. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. All right, Mike, tell us a favorite ride, favorite show that you've ever seen there, or favorite food. Your choice, and we've got a four-pack for you that you'll pick up here at WDEV. The best show was when they used to have the motorcycles run on the track. Was that the one that ran in the cylinder? You're talking about the motorcycle? Yeah. 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 They what? ran around, they, they, they could come right up to the top and almost touch you. Oh, yeah, there's a picture of that on page 41 in, in the book, yeah. The Thrillodome's Motor Maniac's Marquee. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike, uh, we've, we've got your tickets here, and um, we'll, we'll get them to you, okay? Thank you so much. All right. Enjoy. We'll see you there. Let's go to Brenda from Richmond. She's our second winner this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. Brenda, good afternoon. Your favorite food, your favorite ride, or your favorite uh, entertainment? Oh, we just lost her. Okay. (laughs) That's all right. Stephen, back to you. Uh, You know, one of the things that I find interesting when you're looking at old pictures of uh, the Champlain Valley Fair, for for that matter, anything where you go back 100 years, or it's – Everyone's wearing a tie, you know, ties, and and, yeah. and and the women have big hats on and things like that. It just doesn't happen today. There was definitely a different dress code back in the uh, you know the early years of the fair. You know, folks, it was an event for the summer. They would come dressed up, and for many folks, it was you know a chance to come in from the country into you know the, the big city of the Burlington area in Essex. Yeah, let's so, go. Yes, definitely. Let's go to a, a poster that you have here from. Uh, August 31st, 1981. Here's Charlie in a stage full of stars. You got Charlie Pride, Mickey Gilly, Johnny Lee, Rex Allen Jr., Margot Smith, Anna Connie, Bob Ralston with Bobby Burgess and Elaine Iverson. I think from the Lawrence Welk show, if I'm not mistaken. 
<laughs> well, Lawrence, the folks from the Lawrence Welk Show hold the record for the most number of grandstand shows at the expo over the years. I think it was, they had 11 different grandstand shows over the years. So, um, yeah, they were, they were very popular. Brenda, let's, uh, let's go to Brenda from Richmond. She is the winner of a, a four pack to the Champlain Valley Fair. Brenda, good afternoon. Welcome to Travels with Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Thank you very much. So what's your favorite food, your favorite entertainment, uh, or favorite ride at the Champlain Valley Fair? Oh, it's always the food, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say it's got to be the um, the um, pork sandwiches and the fried dough. So how interested are you in trying this? Uh, they hollow out a pickle. Is that right? And they that's put a the dilly dog. It's a, a hot dog <laughs> inside a pickle that's deep fried. It sounds very interesting. I'll give it a try. <laughs> I think you're, you're being kind. I'll meet you there. We can try it together. <laughs> sounds great. All, all right, Brenda, do we have uh, your information? Uh, we'll, we'll mail these tickets to you, okay? Uh, I didn't give any information, but um, I can hold on or I can call back. Uh, just just hold on, and uh, Stephen will get uh, your information from you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, Have a great day. All right. Th- thanks for listening, and, and thanks to Jeff Bartley for joining me today uh, in studio, Travels with Charlie, Champlain Valley Fair. Man, it's just, uh, it is the 10 best days of summer. It, it really is, and it's there's something there for everybody. We got, you know, the 40 rides that are coming. Um, we're bringing back the double-decker carousel this year. That's yeah. pretty exciting. We got you know, the- I read about that. That's amazing. This uh, double-decker carousel from Venice, Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Hand painted. Hand painted. Uh, it can seventy two people can ride it all at once. Um, it's been to the fair uh, with COVID. It, I mean, it takes something like sixteen people to set it up. Um, it is a massive piece of, of equipment. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll showcase that. Um, we got uh, over twenty musical artists from the area that'll be playing uh, in various spots during the fair. A lot of free uh, events, right? A lot of free yeah. events. We yeah. got the, the flying trapeze. Um, you know, the Cortez. They'll be out there in the midway, throwing their bodies up in the air. Stephen, let me ask you about the book uh, Champlain Valley Fair. Where is it available? Images of America, and where can they find out more about it? It's going to be available uh, at the Homecrafts. Uh Exhibit. You can buy copies there at local bookstores. You can buy it online. And I hope folks when they're at the fair also stop in and see the historic uh, exhibit over in the State Building. You can see a lot, of, lot more information there. All right, Stephen, thank you for joining me. Jeff, always great to, to see you. Travels with Charlie, sponsored by Casella Way System, Jolly Convenience Stores, Milne Travel, American Express. Theme song written and performed by Billy Bratcher. My executive producer is Brad Ferlin. I'm Charlie Papillo. I'll see you in my travels next show. On August 25th, have a great day.